0: Hello, thanks for tuning in. I am so excited today to merge the conversation of sacred remembrance with human design. I have been diving into learning about human design myself. I know that many of you have as well, and I love this conversation because... It's the first conversation that we've really talked about the types, the human design types and strategies here on the Sacred Remembering Podcast, but we definitely weave in a lot of deeper content as well. So if you are someone who is completely new to human design, this episode will work for you and intrigue you to learn more. And if you're someone who already knows about the types, there is enough juicy content to keep you captive here today. So welcome and enjoy this conversation about energy and authenticity and aligning to the truth of who you are essentially with Miranda Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms, and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here we remember together, through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Before starting the recording of this episode with you, I want to mention that if you go to Miranda Mitchell's website, which is linked in the show notes she will send you your human design chart. So you'll want to do that. And then she'll send you a video as well. I think the video will explain your uh, your type, your human design type and your strategy and authority. And that is so generous. So thank you so much, Miranda, for that gift. Thank you for being here as well. And I also want to mention that Miranda has another business for entrepreneurs, leaders, coaches, etc., where, um, she and her business partner will train you in how to read human design so that you can take it to your clients. Because I know that, uh, so many of us are interested in living optimally according to our full authenticity. And so coaches, if you are out there and you want to bring this to your people, she's got a certification, um, I'll say program there for for you as well. So check out her website, get your chart and let's get ready to dive in. One other note before beginning the interview is that the Sacred Remembering community is open and it is here for you. And I would say we are thriving. Um, There's a lot of human design talk inside of the sacred remembering community right now. And we're also we added a couple of new calls and clarified some calls. So we have a general community call the first Sunday of the month. I really like to have Sunday calls because it's a little nod to the, you know, Sunday sacred, um, taking back the sacred in the Sunday. And so, um, we have different call topics on those community calls and we get to know one another. There's also a Mighty Networks community, uh, associated, It's like our own social media platform. And so um, you get immediate access to that and to a full library when you join. And then you can come to the community calls and get to know one another. You know, who these, these new people that you are sharing ideas with in the Mighty Network, we come together live in the community call. Um, we are also having sovereignty meditations and energy activations um, once a monthly. I'm hosting those live on the second monday so really diving into um, yeah some of some things i really love to do i love to teach you about taking care of your energy and being in energetic sovereignty and i love to provide you with opportunities where your energy is clearing and healing um, because you're doing that so those calls are also included with the membership um, and then the third Sunday, we are having specifically um, a religious recovery slash sacred remembering call. So a lot of us had, oh, programming um, from religion at a young age, maybe through to adulthood at some point. It doesn't matter when you were affected or afflicted. By this, but if you were told to give your inner authority to an external source, if you were told that you had to behave in a certain way in order to have the love of the Holy Father, if you were, you know, <laughs> told that the Holy Mother didn't exist or, or anything like that, um, those fragmentations and separation programs that were a part of. Religion, we are healing those now and healing those actively and sacred remembering. It's always been a part of what we've been doing, but we're naming it differently or more explicitly now. So that's the third Sunday. And then we also have special events. Like this month we are doing a mother-daughter call in July per the request of one of the members. And hang on, because what I'm about to say is probably the most exciting part because you all listen to my voice a lot. I love you. Thank you for doing that. And what's happening in the sacred remembering community is women waking up to the truth of who we are and to your, you know, extra special gifts, like the things that, um, haven't had as much of a place in society or maybe in your family or your religion. So maybe, you know, you're an energy healer, you, you know, um, yield mystical powers, all of these things that are of course true So women are remembering that and then bringing their, um, their, their flight of their authentic gifts. You know, this, like, um, the, the flight, the, the, the little baby bird, like leaping from (laughs) the nest, um, trying out these sacred gifts with this community. And then the women in the community are showing up to experience it, to support one another, my dreams are coming true right now, y'all. I'm not even kidding. So yes, women, we're waking up to the truth of who we are. We are bringing forward our special gifts. Um, we are putting these gifts into offerings that can provide for us, provide your prosperity, um, and that are in absolute authentic alignment with who you are, which brings us back around to today's episode. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to share it, help grow the community, um, check out the sacred remembering membership. It is a monthly option to join. So hop on in there. We'd love to get to know you and just so much love to you and your authentic path at this amazing moment in time. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to the Sacred
1: Remembering Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I am so excited to talk about human design. When you reached out to me, we don't know one another yet. We're going to get to know one another during this episode. I kind of like to tell people that because sometimes I have my best friends on and then other times like we're getting to know each other. So this is a getting to know uh, Miranda and getting to know human design conversation. I've been really passionate about human design and bringing that into um, the the groups that I am teaching. We did it in Heartland, which is a prosperity sequence. And then um, the Sacred Remembering membership that I have um, also, we are geeking out on human design right now, can't get enough of it. And so we want to bring this forward, but let me, let me read your bio for everyone. Miranda Mitchell is an energetic alignment and human design coach that works with leaders in their industry to create more impact with ease and sustainability. She incorporates the extensive training that she has in the physical and subtle energies of the body with human design and the gene keys so that each individual that she works with realigns to their authenticity in a way that is empowering, uplifting, and transformational. She believes that by raising our own individual frequency, we shift the frequencies of those around us in which or which in turn raises the frequency of humanity. And you can learn more about Miranda at Miranda. I'm sorry, Miranda-Mitchell.com. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. So I think I want to start with the topic of authenticity. Um, I was I was just having a conversation with my thirteen year old today about staying in authenticity, <laughs> and I was thinking about human design, but I didn't go on the soapbox with him about that. But um, I really think that we we get so far off track so often as people in this culture, as adults in this culture, and then we're finding our way back. You know, which is what I call sacred remembering, and so we're finding our way back. To the truth of who we are, to the authenticity of who we are, and so let's start there. And I want to ask you to speak on why is it important from a human design standpoint that we align to our authenticity?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, what comes up for me in that is, you know, we're all here for a certain reason. We're all here for a certain purpose. We all have certain lessons that we are here. Uh, to learn from, as well as how to be of service, uh, how to have healthy relationships. There's a reason why we're here. So with human design, it's really about who we be, not what we do. And as far as authenticity, uh, the, the beautiful thing that I love about human design is there's so many different personality tests out there. And I love them. I did them, but I had always. I never really got into them that deeply, just because I felt. I know I'm pig headed, and I felt in myself. You know what? I can switch that answer around because I don't like how that feels to me. <laughs> so I was able yeah. to manipulate some things, yeah. and yeah. then I would get caught up in my head, and then I would second guess. So I don't feel like it was truly, truly, hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Now with human design this is imprinted the day of your birth. You have this chart. 88 days is in the unconscious. The conscious is imprinted the day of your birth. You have this chart of energies that you have consistency, energies of where you take in other people's energy, where there's variability. It's like this template. And then what happens throughout life is we have experiences we get conditioned. We get conditioned by society. We get conditioned by our parents. We get conditioned about who we think we should be, what, what amount of money we should make, where we should live. So we have all these conditioning, but then when you go back, like when you said, remembering, you go back to the chart. That was the chart that was at the time of your birth. So by you knowing, oh, you know what? I have an open center or an undefined center here. This is variable energy. I have created a be- a belief of not loving myself or not being good enough because of my experiences. But now I see it's because I have an open G center yeah. and that is not true. So I feel like it gives you the tangible evidence, which is what I needed because like I said, I'm pigheaded um, I have open head and Ajna. So there's definitely uncertainty in there. And my sun gate is 48, which is uncertainty in the lowest expression. So I always questioned. So when I was able to see that, it's kind of like, you know what? I can let go of all of that crap that I took yeah. in right away. Yeah. And I get to see what energy I'm here, what energy is variable. And then I get to create more potential what I want. So it's releasing and empowering in the same way.
0: I love that you took it there. Thank you. I'm experiencing that right now, actually, as I work with this one unconscious gate. Maybe you can tell us more about the unconscious and conscious gates in a moment. But um, I, I love the word template and I love the word map. And I see myself as sometimes like a map maker of these you know aspects of consciousness like i talk a lot about the feminine and masculine reunification and so i try to like lay some framework for people that's probably in my design somewhere that i have you know i conceptualize things that way but um I, you know it does it takes out this guesswork and and like the places of our lives that we've continually struggled like i i wrote down the word struggle to mm-hmm. circle back to um as you were talking about authenticity, because our authenticity, I don't think, (laughs) you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. I don't think that it's ever our authenticity to struggle continually. And I know that we have these areas of our lives where, you know, we continue to struggle. And you're saying like, there are these lessons that we get to learn. But um, what I'm experiencing right now is like, there gets to be an end to this pattern, to this struggle. Like it's also what I came to do to like move through this, right? And so using the human design as one of those maps to move through, but
1: um, yeah, anything to add around struggle? (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a couple things. So first of all, within our chart, every single one of us has numerous conundrums where we resist ourselves. It's a tug of war within us every single one of us. Like for example, I'll just give a brief example, manifesting generator here to be really busy doing all the things, but yet yeah, let's say they have the gate 52, which is stillness. Hmm, Interesting. <laughs> right? right. So it's yeah. learning about being, it's learning how to have that balance and the awareness. Yeah. So there's, I, I personally feel like there's a couple of different ways that you can say struggle. There is the struggle gate, which is gate twenty-eight, which I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but what th- there's a low expression and a high expression. The lowest expression is about constantly making decisions that are not in alignment with you or your best, highest self. So things are hard the highest expression of struggle is finding those things that are worth that challenge to fight for. Mm. So there's that, it's all about how you perceive that gate or that struggle that you're having. Because I have a lot of yoga background. I've done yoga for numerous years, taught yoga. Um, There is a definite um, everything happens for us and it's how you perceive it. So Let's say, for instance, I've had a struggle with my back. I've been in severe pain for nine months because I have six bulging discs and I have sciatica. However, within that time, I have been able to slow down. I've started a new business. I've started... So there's... It's all about awareness. What is this showing me? What am I missing? What am I trying to push through that is not right for me? Because anywhere there's a struggle... Something is not in alignment. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I love the word alignment. Um,
0: Okay, so let's go broad for a moment if someone's brand new to human design because we just, we jumped right in and I would say I'm like, I've been a beginner for a couple of years. (laughs) Like that's how I feel about um, my relationship to human design, but I am really digging in right now and learning more. Um, So, you know, take us just kind of a brief overview of the types and then I want to move into a conversation about energy. So I'm really fascinated with how each type is supposed to use their energy and then how those work together in the collective. I I Mm -hmm. might have more questions about that,
1: but um, so there are five types, correct? Yes. Correct. There are five types. Okay. Um, There's the manifesting generator. Mm -hmm. There's the generator. So there's a manifesting generator and generator. They make up about 70% of society. So that's mostly everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The generator types, we say, are um, really designed here to create on the physical form, be of service. I kind of visualize them or us. As the busy bees, like the bees building and like, you know, all of the physical, but it's also about being of service and creating connections in this lifetime on the physical realm. Okay, Um, There is a difference as far as who you be with the two. And we can go over that a little bit if you, if you want Um, the projector, which is then 20%. So the projector really is interesting because the projector learns mostly by studying the other types and the reason that is is because the projector sees their other types energy or other people's energies more than they see their own because they're usually open they're receiving so much amplification taking things in and they have that higher perspective that they see what can be done and the projectors are really here to guide us generators to do the work like you have the vision
0: Yeah. Like, and I'm a projector, I'm a four, six projector. And I think, you know, I just mentioned like trying to make maps or lay maps. And so I'm totally doing what you just described. Like I'm watching how people use their energy. I'm watching, you know, like how we're using our consciousness. I'm seeing, okay, well, I think there's this activation that's possible. And then I try to like, you know, lay a map to that place. And so, yep.
1: Okay. Projectors 20%. Okay. Okay. And then we have the manifestors. So the Mm -hmm. manifestors make up 99%. Manifestors are basically what uh, everyone thinks society is, especially entrepreneurs. Uh, Go and do, initiate, get an idea, go make it happen. So the 9% can do that. That's (laughs) amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's only 9%. And the manifestors that I've worked with, really, they're... They do have those ideas and they start the process, but then they're like, okay, now you guys can finish, you know? Okay. So it's start. like the manifestor's job
0: to like initiate, right? They're the initiators. Okay. Yeah. All right. But they so may have start trouble following through.
1: Yes. But okay. they don't have to follow through. I mean, if they feel aligned to follow through and they have that energy to follow through, then yes, but they're to start things.
0: Okay. Okay. And so then do the manifesting generators and generators have any initiating energy or are they just responding?
1: Well, the manifesting generators and generators do respond. That is their, that is our, uh, that's our, that's, I'm sorry, a strategy. That is our strategy. However, Mm -hmm. the manifesting generator has the energy of the manifester and the energy of the generator. Okay. So I'm a manifesting generator. So I do get those initiating things. I can initiate conversations. I can, like when I have a gut feeling, I can start the process kind of like dip the toe in, right. Mm-hmm. But I still have to wait to respond to the things to make sure it's an alignment. So I'm not wasting my energy on things that are not right for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the manifestors can initiate, they feel it in their body, depending on their authority. And then when it no longer excites them, they can let other people support them. And they then they go initiate again. Something else. Okay. And then there's a fifth type called reflector, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're like mm-hmm. 1% of the population. They are 1% of the okay. population. And the huge difference. So the difference there is every single center within the body graph is uh, white, meaning it's undefined or open. Mm -hmm. So what that means is every single center of the nine centers, they're taking in energy from the environment and from people that surround them. So they're like the mirror of the environment. So if they're not thriving, something is going on in the environment. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, we just had a summit this last week and we had two reflectors on there and just listening to them explain how it feels to be a reflector, it helped me understand so, so much. So even if you don't, if human design interests you, even if it's not your type, really go in and learn about it. Maybe listen to videos or whatever shows up for you, read about it because, and I wanted to bring this because you said the combination of all five together for humanity, right? we are all here to support one another. We're not here to be all the manifesting generators are doing all the work and generators are doing all the work and we're the ones that are successful. No, it's right. about the manifesting generators and generators being guided by the projectors also being initiated or started by the manifestors. Then the reflectors show us how we're doing. So for all of us and humanity to be aligned, It's about together. It's about all of us. It's not about one over the other. I love this. And I, I've been... I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but whatever.
0: Um, As I was learning about human design and, you know, there's the strategy and authority um, for each. And so what we're mentioning, right, is the strategy, like how you're supposed to use your energy. And, And so as a projector, I'm supposed to, they say, wait for invitation. And then, you know, I'm learning, well, projectors can also give invitations. Like we just live through the invitation. I don't know if that's true or not, but, um, you know, sometimes, uh, I think projectors until we really get the groove, I think it can be hard. Like we can perceive that it's hard to, uh, you know, wait for the invitation and, you know, have the, have the financial success because we're not, uh, aligned to just go initiate and do it all. And like, like we think when we start a business or something, right. you know, like that's, that's what we um, all, that's the template that we're all given. And then we're like, wait, oh, okay. There's this thing called human design. There's this different way of waiting for this um, invitation. And I was getting a little bit, you know, um, like, oh, bummer it was something about, like just about that. And then I was like, wait somebody else is supposed to give me an invitation. Like that's someone else's design. And so that's why finally um, I was like, this is all supposed to work together. This is a a human collective. And so it's like a puzzle, like one person's initiating, inviting, responding. So what do you think we need to know about that? Like as far as projectors um, or like... the. the (laughs) collective or you know how do we step into that in a collaborative way because I don't I don't know if I just haven't come across these conversations but I don't hear this conversation happening about human design Mm. and I want to be you know optimizing collectively I also have tribal circuitry so I'm mm-hmm. like how are we all gonna work together here mm-hmm. um, so I'm starting to really ask myself that question but I know that some teams are hiring according to human design and so can you give us a couple of examples of how we can you know optimize relationally and I know it's a complex question so just a couple examples would be awesome
1: yeah and you know, I always love to always turn it back inward. And the reason that is, is because we live externally. We've lived externally looking for validation, looking for love, looking for worthiness our entire lives, like every single type, every single person has. Now, when you start to go internal and you start to realize, okay, I'm going to say projector because there was a question about really projector and projector has a hard time. Projector is usually the person that struggles the hardest and the Mm. most. Mm. And the reason that is is because everyone thinks manifestors. We're all manifestors, we think. So we all initiate, you know, except I will say the reflector is probably a little bit more because of the openness. But the projector a lot of the time, it's really about asking yourself, am I initiating? Am I working too much? Am I looking for external validation? Am I trying to make this happen? And the way that you can um, know what's right for you is truly self-care. And I know everyone's like, so I have to just sit around and wait for an invitation. (laughs) Mm. But the thing is, is when You start asking yourself, is my body cared for? Is my body healthy? Am I getting enough sleep? Do I have enough time to take on new clients? Do I have, um, are my resources like in a good place? Am I looking at things with scarcity? You know, then you start having that self-care. You start to work on that. And then once you're in that space, the invitations come. So we always say, If you're a projector and you're not receiving invitations, so it could be invitations from manifestors, generators, anyone, you're not receiving them, look within and see, okay, what am I not doing for my self-care? Because once you have that self-care in place, you receive invitations. I even had a client once, she was was really struggling with not having an invitation lately. And she's like, I'm really tired. I think I'm just going to go take a nap. So she took a nap like she went to go take a nap. She was tired. She woke me, she woke up, she boxed me right there. It's like, you would not believe I just got an invitation in my email when I was sleeping. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It's happened to me a couple of times this week that I've gotten invitations to summits and things like that, because it's like people wanting me to talk about the things that I know. And I figured out because it's very unique and, you know, and yet, I need that invitation. I need somebody to want to hear what I have to say. That was like a big pain point as a projector. It was like, who wants what I have to give? Mm-hmm. And so I just did an episode on people pleasing a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it's that energy of like, who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? And then that downplays my value. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. it is. It's like, okay, what, you know, what am I doing to like cultivate my enthusiasm, cultivate my, my value, my divine alignment. Um, it's way more fun as a projector to be experiencing life that way. Um, you know, I've taken a couple of naps this week in my hammock on the porch Mm -hmm. and I like made it all cushy and I just like fall asleep. And I'm like, my energy is so much happier and healthier. Um,
1: I would like to make a side note of that too. Um, just if you're not a projector, it doesn't mean you don't need naps. I'm a manifesting generator. I have lots of energy, but when I am not inspired, say I'm working on something for an hour, I can give my limit about an hour and a half or so. And then my energy starts down going a little bit low. If I push through, I'm, I forget things. I make mistakes. If I go lay down flat for even 10 minutes, my energy is back up. So whatever your type is, if you're not inspired, if you're tired, give yourself permission to go lay down. Because as soon as you yeah. get back up, you're right back on it.
0: Yes, I love that. Thank you. And that's where I wanted to take the conversation because a lot of my work in recent years has been about women and resources and sustainability. And I think it was probably, you know, something to do with my projector self, you know, figuring out the answers kind of thing. But I was like, okay, we have these precious internal resources. And our culture tells us to just hustle, just push through, you know, in this masculine kind of orientation. And so i'm I've been like, wait, let's value our resources. Let's like look at where we're giving them away um, and where we are like investing them enthusiastically, et cetera. So I love and one of the things when you reached out to me I was like oh she's talking about sustainability and energy integrity so I'd love to talk more about that wherever you want to take that topic but um you know and I love what you just said like don't push like mm-hmm. no matter what your type is like if you're not inspired by your soul by life itself if you're not inspired don't push and I just feel like everybody listening is like, oh my gosh, that's a deep breath. And maybe the, maybe people are saying, well, how? How do I not push? How do I not keep going? Yeah. So
1: let's talk about that. Energy yeah. integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same sustainability and even integrity, they go really in hand in hand, you know? So even talking about the types and the way that we put ourselves out there. So the strategy for generators waiting to respond, right? The... The uh, projectors waiting for the invitation, the manifestors waiting to get that download and inspired to initiate things, and then the reflector has a 28 day lunar cycle to be able to make that align best aligned decision. So that is the most important way that you can sustain your energy, because if you're not living in alignment with your energy type, you're you you're using your energy in a way that is not good for you. You're initiating, you're pushing, you're not good enough. So then you're not living authentically, you're not living on alignment, you're pushing too much, and that is the sustainability part. So there's that, but then there's the fear of like, well, what if this doesn't work for me? What if this doesn't really truly work? You know, So the fear comes in, or maybe it's slower to start. And then you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I have to start doing something more. So if that occurs, I always just suggest going deeper into your chart doing more internal reflection because there is so many layers of the chart. There's the type, there's strategy, authority, the centers, what you have open, what you have defined. Then it goes into the astrology aspects, the lines. So if you're feeling like, okay, something is still not miss. it's still missing. It's not external. It's like, okay, how, yeah. what can I learn about myself? So I feel like I trust this yes. and I let it start happening and allowing for me.
0: Yes, I love that. When it doesn't feel like it's working externally, don't look externally, look internally. Go in. Yes, that's so well said. I actually I'm I'm doing this right now. I had this ping, this intuition that I was like, something's not you know, right about my energy and um you know, something's off. I'm and I was like pinged to look at human design. So I'm looking at the human design charts. I printed them for like, for me, for my, um, child, for my sweetie. I was like, I'm diving in. And so I, this one gate was like pinging me, which is the gate 26. And I have it, it's my like Mm. conscious son. Right. So it's like right up there and it's a doozy and it's about everything we've we were just talking about and um, sustainability and integrity with the energy. And I, as soon as I start like dissecting all of this, I'm listening to all of these YouTube videos on it. Karen Curry Parker puts out a course on integrity and all about the gate 26. And because it was an unconscious, it's my unconscious son. It was like, duping me a little bit like I was like okay I'm just gonna keep learning about it until these or was that
1: an invitation
0: Ooh, okay say more about that like the email being an invitation
1: Mm, right yeah so if you're like looking at things researching things like trying to understand and all of a sudden there's this it's there. It was like yeah. feeling, I don't know mm-hmm. what is, Oh, I bought authority? it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I was like, what is your authority? Follow your authority and then be the yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. My authority is emotion, And so I actually read emails about it for a week. And then last night I purchased it, uh, because I have to, for anyone listening, uh, emotional authority, I say that I have to ride the wave. Like I have to have to ride a wave before making a decision. But, um, yeah, so so I've been diving into that just this morning, but it came like right at that right at that So those time. are the things
1: to kind of like note. Yeah. That's an invitation. Mm. That's an invitation. Because sometimes we don't understand what we're what we're going to respond to. Like what do I respond to? What does that look like? Or what's an invitation look like? Yeah. But that is an invitation. Yeah. Different ways. So tuning into what it looks like. So, you know, the next time when you receive something like, Ooh, I get to be invited. Does this feel good? No, I'll wait it out and then I'll see. Yes. Okay. So I
0: I also want to say this, and this doesn't have to be like the projector show here, but um, (laughs) it's like an example of, I recently made a decision that was only based on what I was finding out about human design and was not based in cognition. And I think it's a a worthy example to share with um, listeners. So I got this invitation to um, be a part of a group and it was like a business startup and group. And um, I got the invitation a couple months ago, but it wasn't clear enough. Like the presentation wasn't clear enough. I didn't know what I was saying yes or no to. And so it was a no for me. But it was, it, I was like, come back if you have a clearer invitation because I'm intrigued. And so the invitation came back very clearly. And I said, I'm a yes to going to the first meeting. I don't know if, I, if I'm a full yes to the entire project. So I go to the first meeting and everyone there is like 15 to 20 years younger than me. And I was like, my head was like getting all kinds of judgy about how I was in the wrong place. And and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. You know? And then I was like, I'm not supposed to make decisions based on whether or not I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed for this two hour meeting and I loved it. Like I just felt into it. And Um, it was exciting. And then I like felt after it, you know, and, and I was like, I respect everybody that was there. This is exciting. And so I said, yes. And I actually feel so much more enthusiastic about this, like completely unknown venture that I, I've I've said yes to now, but it's like nothing but enthusiastic
1: Mm -hmm.
0: based on completely honoring my design. Yes.
1: Yeah. And even played around with the head so the head tried to get in there to try to like shift things and you were able to just let yourself receive what am I here to receive and then how do I feel because the head does that it'll say you're not you're at the wrong wrong people wrong type wrong you know but if you let yourself just open to receive whatever's supposed to show up even if you decided no this wasn't right timing you may have still walked away with one or two things that were like keynotes that you could take away from. It's always opening up, right? Especially when the head gets there because that head was trying to get you off course. Right. So operate with a strategy,
0: with the authority. Um, I'd love to talk about relationships for a minute, if you're Mm -hmm. open to it, because I don't know, I just have this kind of broad thought and um, maybe observation right now that so many ways that we culturally think that you know men and women or masculine feminine are quote unquote supposed to behave in relationship and like well you throw human design in there and it may not be true you know like you may have the you know the female doing the initiating or you know and I was like oh this is so funny because it's like a whole new way I think of of relating and like romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. So, um, how do people use human design in
1: couplings? Well, they're like a, optimization. Yeah, there's a couple different things. First of all, I just want to note that deconditioning is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Deconditioning, because like I mentioned Can in you the explain beginning, that? yeah, in the beginning I mentioned how we have the chart that was based on our time of birth, and then we go through life experiences, beliefs, all of that, that's all conditioning. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have conditioning from experiences, even our families. So let's say I have an open G center and let's say my mom has a defined G center. So I grew up with her. So I took in her G center, which is all of her identity. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's myself. Mm-hmm. Because I'm taking that in constantly for 18 or however years you lived with your yeah. parents, right? So that's conditioning. So then, as soon as you're out of that relationship, you may wonder, "Who am I? My yeah. identity is not who I thought I was," right? So there's many ways that we get conditioned, not in a negative way, but even just within our family dynamics because we have sisters and I mean brothers and all the things. So it's the conditioning of that as well. So it's very interesting because I talked about this before. You know how a lot of people say whether well, the boys marry their moms and the girls marry their dads. Well, it's because of if you look at their charts, I'm pretty sure they would have either some of the hanging gates or they would have some of the definition. So when they come together, it feels like they're home. It feels like, oh, I'm safe now. I know this feeling. I grew up with this feeling. I feel good. Right? Mm-hmm. So that is one way as far as relationships. You feel like you know someone because you grew up in that energy because they have the same energy as your parent. Um Another way could be the electromagnetics, which are the hanging gates. So the hanging gates are the gates that are kind of look like they're half gates, like they're not connecting. So the electromagnetics, we are constantly looking for that other piece. So when we come into the aura of someone else that has that hanging gate, the opposite, what happens is it connects the channel. So then there's definition in both of those centers. So then let's say your spleen is undefined. And then you come together. And then when you're with your partner, your spleen is defined. I did not know that.
0: That's amazing. I did not. Okay. Cause I knew that there was something to the hanging gates, completing the channel, but I did not realize that it then had that effect on the center. That is so interesting because my, my sweetie and I have a six, we, we complete six channels Mm -hmm. like, you know, and there's no overlap. So it was like, okay, there's something to this, like we we're, we're um, you know, playing out a little human design uh, attraction or something. So these electromagnetics, that's fascinating. Yes. So then it amplifies or defines the center. So you have consistent energy, consistent energy. Okay.
1: Amazing. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. And I'll just note too, a lot of the times when you do have hanging gates, like that is the attraction. That's yes. what you're attracted to now, like when, you're as you're together for a while, you may not be attracted to anymore. And it may be like, okay, that's really getting on my nerves now because they have the opposite end. So you may butt heads. Okay. So for my partner and I, we have like four, I believe. And now with the hanging gates that we know that we butt heads, we're just like, agree to disagree. Cause we're not going to argue okay. about those different things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that we don't care. We don't understand. It's not that we don't want to hear. It's like, I right. have this consistent energy here. You have that consistent energy here and we're just going to butt heads. So let's not, let's just agree to disagree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting in the early stages, looking at these completed channels yeah, I can tell that that probably would be the electromagnetic attraction because it's like what we're figuring out about life right now. Yes. So it's like complementary right now,
1: yeah, yeah. it's but- also fun too because um when you put your charts together, yes, and you see what what becomes defined, right? So yes. like you have hanging gates that define centers. It's always fun to look at what you still have open. And the reason that is, is because what they say is like for me and my partner, we have the G center still open. So that means what we're here to learn together is still Mm. love, identity, and direction. Beautiful. So Mm -hmm. like what you still have open, that's what you're here to learn together. Mm. Well.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for phrasing that that way. I know that people are going to be figuring out their partner <laughs> charts, right? Um, I love that. And then I I think we are probably coming to a close here, though. I could talk about this all day, clearly. Um I wrote down this phrase that I think was, you know, in your, on your website or in your bio or something um, creating impact with ease. And I just want to come back to that. Um, You know, how are we using, how can we use human design to create
1: impact with ease? So many ways. So first of all, first and foremost learning about yourself. Yeah. You're loving yourself. The energy that you put out there is a higher frequency. So that's impact. You're impacting your family. You're impacting your children. Then by using the template of the chart I've used with my daughter, and I'm so thankful because I've made such great decisions for her that I would not have made if I did not know her chart. Yeah. Um, I'm helping her grow up into someone that will also create impact because she will know herself, love herself and of course it's not perfect but at least you'll have that awareness also yeah. through connections with podcasting podcasters um working with people every person that we come into contact with that we help love themselves a little more know themselves a little more then creates impact on their lives and those that they're surrounding yourself by and then also like my business partner and I we have a certification we're helping coaches bring it into their container so that they can help their clients so they create impact. So by doing that ripple effect, by being authentic, by using sustainable energy, not pushing, listening to our strategy, we're creating impact with ease.
0: I love that. Just the more self-love and the more ease that we're feeling, just the more just generous and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, authentic that impact is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need in the world. Absolutely. I love what you said about children too. And thank you so much for bringing that up. I have one friend who has six children and she's had all of their charts read and she just, she knows so much more about how to raise them, you know, because she respects their design. Um, my son and I have, such a similar chart. We're both four, six projectors and, you know, in the house, it's just he and I, and I think that that's just such a blessing because like, I can really help him as I figure out like, you know, how this feels to be a four, six projector. And what I notice is that, um, you know, Teens and I do a lot of like voice advocacy. I used to work with teenagers. I was a school principal, um, oh, wow, you know, before this career. Yeah, so I love teenagers and just like that self identity is so important at that age. That's what they're doing. But I noticed, you know, he was like watching more shows and they they kind of start to mesh with their friends a little bit more. And I was like, that's not actually your identity. You have these open centers. And that can be an explanation for it. But in teaching him, like as a teen and young adult, teaching them about their own design, like they can be on the lookout for like, oh, where am I turning down my own opinion for peer pressure versus where am I stepping into leadership? You know, that's what I'm like, kiddo, you're you're here for leadership. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Anything else on raising children?
1: Yeah. And I will say like some kids, depending on their age, don't want, you know, they don't want to hear what mom has to say. Mom knows nothing. Yeah. But I have two older boys and I will say that even though they fought me in their entire life, now they're older and they're doing the things that I was Mm -hmm. doing. So they, you know, I always say kids do what we do, not what we say. So if we're living our design, talking about our design, then they start to do that. Now, my younger, my daughter's 10. So she's the one that has been really most beneficial for um, because she's very open, open throat. And I have heard her say, oh, I have an open throat. So they may not have heard me. It's not that they don't care. Amazing. So it's just the little tidbits. Until yes. they start asking. So even if your kids yes. are like, I don't want this. Like, this is woo-woo. I don't believe this. Eventually, they may come yeah. around and you'll hear them. Because really, raw Ra downloaded this information, all of this information for the children. It's really for the alignment of humanity. So by bringing it to our children, letting them be aware, make decisions that's best for them. I mean, I've even brought my daughter... I just moved her out of a regular school into a non-curriculum school. So she is born nature and doing all the things because of this. Because so, of her design. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it, and you just, once you start really knowing it and start like practicing it yourself, you just feel that it's right. Yeah.
0: Actually, I just, we're moving my son as well to a new school and it's like for the freshness of the peer group, but also for the thinking opportunity. Like it it is a it's not necessarily more academically rigorous, but it's like all of this inquiry and all of this real life application. And I'm like, I want you to look at real life and find the solutions for it because you're built you're built to do that. So, you know, hopefully um, it's a space where he can really thrive in that leadership. So amazing. The kids of tomorrow. I know. They're, They're so lucky. lucky to have
1: us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So, Marina, it is so good to meet you. Is there anything that, I mean, I know that there's so much more to learn, but is there anything about this conversation that you
1: um, feel is incomplete that you you want to add here? No, no. I really loved how everything flowed. I love what showed up. Thank you so much for just the conversation. I always love to see what comes up through the conversation, you know, because just like the relationship, there's your energy, there's my energy. And then when we come together, we have a different energy. So it's always yeah. beautiful to see what shows up.
0: Yes, absolutely. And thank you for the work that you're doing and the, and the focus on just like the clarity of the energy, the optimization of the energy and the authenticity that's uh, so aligned with sacred remembering. So thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.